Then going a little farther, he fell on the ground and prayed that, if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. Daughter, no matter if today is one of sorrow or one of joy, join us as we seek the Father's will with Jesus in the garden. to the podcast it is me olivia no just kidding <laughs> hey no that's my my name is olivia olivia why is your name olivia today? well i hypothetically got rage to my starbucks today which means i really did just hypothetically but just hypothetically and they said my name was olivia not olivia so from henceforth i would like to be known as olivia olivia would you like to be just rach I am already Rachel. Rach. Oh, Rachel. <laughs> Rachel. 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 Rachel and Olivia, welcome back. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, Olivia, do you have a fun question to get us started today? <laughs> I asked her this, and then she was and then thinking you about press it. Press play and on I, recording. And I literally said, "Well, you better think of one." <laughs> well, in reference to what we were doing before this started, uh-huh. when I say the man, what song lyrics come into your brain? And please sing them. I can't sing those lyrics. Why? Because I don't know them well enough. But it's the, like, Jason Siegel <laughs> singing. Would you like me to do yeah, it for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> am I a man or am I a Muppet? <laughs> and then it's a little echo. Am I a Muppet? Yeah, 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 yeah. If I'm a Muppet, makes me a Muppet of a man. A Muppet of a man. Yes! <laughs> a high five that was that was a high hey, five what do you think of when you hear man <laughs> well maybe the little insert of me recording this will go into the <laughs> podcast somewhere yeah, yeah wait wait just pause right now oh i'll just i'll just put it in if i was a man then i'd be the man i'd be the man yeah so if you heard that that was olivia <laughs> singing taylor swift's the man that's right because if i was a man then I'd be the man. Well, if I was a man, I'd be a man or or a muppet. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's your fun question. <laughs> yes. Today. Well, I thought it was funny because we're women's ministry, but it's the men or oh, man. Okay. So it's right. kind of going out of our bubble of comfortability. <laughs> you know, that's good. You no, know? I'm. And you know, I'm, I'm trying to transition. How do I segue this? How do I? I really <laughs> want to see this. I'm not going to help you at all. How you know do you who's? Do you? you know who's the man? Jesus. Paul. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Can I? But the man of this hour is Paul. Jesus. <laughs> Paul's words about the man. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. It's different. The man and the man. The man. The Jesus is the. The man. Like King James, the. I <laughs> This is so bad. This is a really awesome cold open. I feel like this is one of those, like, office cold opens that you're just kind of like, what is happening? And Rachel's about to turn to the camera like Jim. And just I already have. Really, oh, except we don't have a camera. It's just a podcast Have mic. you seen how they do, like, on Spotify? Um, you don't have Spotify, but have you seen how people now record video for their podcast? Uh, I have seen that i watch them on youtube sometimes why yeah. don't we do that i don't know maybe we'll do a special one maybe it's because we're always recording in the oddest of locations <laughs> today we're we, like in a closet if you hear yelling in the background today that's paul faust because we're at ccu's <laughs> campus ministries and that's okay we are in the no one's in way. danger okay i have another fun question you do yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. we have time we, we're good we're killing it okay who which office character do you relate to the most relate to so not like the most but relate yeah to. relate to hmm i don't know come on first of all i have to say my dad might be the biggest office fan he has like pajamas that are the office so good for him mm-hmm. um is it like bad to say kelly Kapoor. No, no, that's not bad at all. Because I, <laughs> why do I relate to her? I feel like I could go off on tangents about things I know 
that are that don't affect me at all personally, but I just know a lot about them. My favorite Kelly Kapoor line is fashion show. Fashion show. Fashion show at lunch. <laughs> I we I actively do that whenever I go yes. shopping. I say it's fashion show time for whoever's around. Yeah. Hundred percent. Because you're proud of your finds. Yeah. Who do you relate to the most? Well, somebody the other day told me that I'm because we were talking about office characters, mm-hmm. somebody told me that I'm Pam, and it was the highest compliment wow. I've ever received. And so, uh, but I disagree. So you just need to find your gym. Actually, oh, yeah, except I disagree. Oh, right. I would say I'm a mix of Kelly and Angela. <laughs> <laughs> I do see that. <laughs> yeah, right? I feel like so I have me. more Pam tendencies, maybe. Than like me? A, like a Kel- like I feel like I'd be <laughs> Kelly and Pam. Kelly and Pam. Oh, I see. Yeah, sure, sure. Why do we both have Kelly and us? Maybe that's why we, we do can do a podcast Kelly. together. I don't know. Anyways, that's it's a um, that's a fun question. And okay, if you know us, let us know what you think. Which yeah, office? Please text are us we? right now. Right this second. Right this very second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mid podcast listening. Mom, if you're listening, <laughs> our biggest fan. Our biggest fan. Yep. Olivia's mom. <laughs> Shout out to our moms. We love them. My mom so doesn't listen to our podcast. Well, shout out anyway to Mrs. Raker. <laughs> yeah, Tell yeah. her I love her. Okay, Should good. we dive into the word? Yeah, 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 but how are we going to transition? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> you know who also had a mom? <laughs> Jesus. Oh, I Should thought you were going to say Paul. <laughs> well, Paul probably... <laughs> he did too. Not this probably. Is, he did. This is chaotic. Okay. Cool. Would you Olivians. like to read today or drop me to? I really want you to, Olivia. I read last time. Oh, and <laughs> there's some names <laughs> that I don't want to read in here. <laughs> if you hear mumbling, I'm saying them correctly. Um, Philippians 4, 1 through 9. Therefore, my brothers, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm, thus in the Lord, my beloved. I entreat Yodia and I entreat Syntax. In, to agree in the Lord. Yes, I also, I ask you also, true companion, help these women who have labored side by side with me in the gospel together with Clement and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything praiseworthy, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Woohoo! Woohoo! These are some of my favorite verses. I agree. Like I love in I the love entire Bible. These. Yes. Uh huh. Yep. Um, Olivia, let's just like remember what did we talk about last week? Let's remember we talked a lot about our citizenship in heaven last week. Mm-hmm. Um and. I really like that because I love the tie-in with verse one here of, therefore, all of this, stand firm. Yeah. Like, knowing all this, knowing where your citizenship lies, knowing that you need to press on, knowing that you need to keep working, stand firm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but therefore, we gotta ask, what is it there there for? Yeah, totally. That it's like, while we have, like, our citizenship in heaven, we, um, yeah, are able to stand firm mm. in the Lord. I also love this. Therefore, my brothers, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown. Mm. Mm-hmm. Just, like, what is, like, the crown of, like, most people on this earth? Like, it's their property that they have, or it's their accomplishments, it's their success. Yeah. And for Paul, it's the, uh, he says it's the church in Philippi is yeah. his joy and crown. And I think that just, like, reflects the relational nature of of Paul mm-hmm. and especially this letter like the intimate relationships he has with the Philippians of like my beloved those I love you are my crown you are my joy that's yeah. that's a 
bold like proclamation of how much he is invested in their discipleship yeah love it it's so good so olivia what's uh going on here with these ladies hey ladies <laughs> what <laughs> i don't know i well first off how do you say them? their names are hard to pronounce so we don't really know don't come for us iodia 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 that's and what i'm saying i think syntax and tyke syntax i don't know syntax syntax <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. her name um can we give them modern names so that i can actually refer to them yeah um, Yodia. um should we do rachel and olivia <laughs> no <laughs> in this context i'm gonna go with no no olivia <laughs> let's go <laughs> eustace <laughs> like eustace scrub yeah and scrub Eustace and Scrub <laughs> because it worked. So there we go. Can you tell us about so these Eustace and Scrub. Ladies, Eustace and Scrub. <laughs> so clearly, no, it's fine. <laughs> clearly, they have a problem. Oh, and okay. They Paul is stepping in saying, "Girly pops, it's time for you to reconcile." That's <laughs> the Olivia pops. translation. <laughs> He's like, "Ladies, I understand that there's been a problem, and now it's time for us to move past it." And I think it's cool that he's, like, bringing in the church to help. He's, he's bringing in other believers, and he's like, help them. They can't see past this issue. Help them in it. Yeah. And something that I was seeing as I studied it, um, because he's calling them true companions, but I love a commentary. I saw it was, like, the reason that they are having this quarrel Paul is saying, be of the same mind in the Lord, and they've forgotten that they have a greater common ground in Christ. Yeah. And that everything else is less important. That was my journal. We daily drop things on this podcast. But I think, I feel like that's such a good perspective for any conflict you're having ever, is um, if you are both believers, what is the ground in Christ to rely on? Because that's a much more solid foundation than any other shaky um, foundation of an argument or a quarrel or whatever um and that's such a good reminder that you are fighting on the same team yeah you're not each other's enemies right amen y- we have one enemy and mm-hmm. it's satan yeah and we're letting him like take over something small usually it's something small that gets to be something big and it, the devil just uses it as a playground and we don't give it back to the lord and say um actually we're fighting against him we're not fighting his battles yeah, like, as believers, let's, like, let's be in unity. Let's partner mm-hmm. together. Unity is a huge um, theme of the book of mm-hmm. Philippians. We talked about that a lot last week. That we see, yeah. Well, and I just think, like, what you're saying, Olivia, it's very biblical of, um, like, bringing the church into this conflict. Yeah. We know Matthew 18, uh, starting in verse 15, says, If your brother or sister sins, go and point out their fault just between the two of you. If they listen to you, you have won them over. But if they will not listen, take one or two others along so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If they still refuse to listen, tell it to the church. And if they refuse to listen, even to the church, treat them as you would a pagan or a tax collector. Mm. And so, like, we see here um, how how we're instructed to deal with conflict. But I yeah. just, I, like, how often is that how we actually deal with conflict? Not often. Yeah. Can I go on a little soapbox i i would love <laughs> to hear this soapbox i don't think we call out one another enough in the lord yeah i think it's really uncomfortable to call out friends or believers around us who are having some behavior or attitude or whatever that is not biblical that is not honoring to the lord and i think we get really scared to call out people that we're close with and i get that i am not a confrontational human at all it's not in my bones but some this life group i've been a part of this summer at the end of life group we do like confession and accountability and prayer and that is like one of the first times i've been in a community where it's like okay here's like actual sins that happened this week here's how i would like you to keep me accountable and these people are checking on me all week but it's like okay let's actually pray against this because we have a weapon with prayer we have something to armor us like I think even with the stand firm language of the armor of God like we have this armor um to fight off the devil's schemes but we have to be willing to be honest about our sin life and also be someone who is willing to be called out 
Yeah. Yeah, I think, like, the hardest part of our generation is this mindset of, like, you do you, Mm -hmm. I'm gonna do me, both of us can just, like, like, hey. It's your truth. Yeah, don't, like, I'm gonna live my life. Like, you can't be judgmental, you know, like, all Mm -hmm. of these kind Mm -hmm. of phrases that we hear often um, is just, like, that's really damaging to Mm -hmm. us in the church. Now, um, I, we've mentioned it on the podcast before, but um, both Olivia and I have read this book this summer called uh, The Other Half of Church, and talks about, like, uh, psychology and discipleship and, and how they work together. Go read it if you haven't yet. Go grab a copy off of Amazon today. Epic book. Um, but uh, it's kind of like uh, uh, the authors talk about this process that we go to through that starts with joy and then relational connection, and then group identity, and then healthy correction. Mm -hmm. And I think this is really important to note that, like, hey, when we are calling our brothers and sisters out, it does have to be from a place of love. And one of the best things to do in that Mm -hmm. is to, like, know each other well. To be in a community where joy is there, where you are, like, relationally connected to one one another, um, where you um, have this, like solid firm group identity it's once you build those things that makes the healthy correction really easy Mm. and the book also talks about like we've kind of moved away from shame like we don't like shame and shame totally has a negative connotation but sometimes we make any correction shame and like Mm. i mean look at how often jesus calls people out in the bible and and it's from a place of love it's from a place of like I love you so much, I don't want you to stay there, so I'm going to call this out in you. And so, like, we're afraid of, like, any negative emotions and feelings that we have when we're being called out in Mm. something. But really, like, that's how, like, I I don't know, I think of the old example of, like, um, we, like, if a kid touches the, like, hot stove, they're going to learn very quickly, oh, don't touch the hot stove. But if, like, we are, um, like, if a kid is, like, touching the stove and we're giving him, like, I don't know, heat-protecting gloves and he's still just, like, touching the stove and not feeling the effects, he's not learning the lesson. One day he's going to grow up and not understand Mm. to not touch the stove, you know? And sometimes that's what I feel like we do. We just, like, sugarcoat things and we protect people from, like, pain that comes from sin. But, like, there is pain in sin and thank God we, like, have a a God who redeems but there is like totally an area and I love that we see this even here that Paul wants unity and deeper unity sometimes comes from conflict sometimes comes from correction sometimes comes from having to call people out and Mm -hmm. having to call people higher I even think maybe it's good to clarify the difference between shame and guilt because I think guilt is a good thing yeah it's not a comfortable thing but like shame is I am bad, mm-hmm. and guilt is I did something bad. Yeah, and so really. you know what we are supposed to be grieved by what grieves the Lord. Yeah. Like if we sin, we should feel the weight of that. That we have, we have just broken like the heart of the Lord. Right. And if we don't feel that, we're not going to want to correct it. We're going to be comfortable and be fine. But we have guilt for a reason. Yeah, I think. And even like I, the word that I like the best of all of them is conviction. Mm-hmm. That it's, like, because sometimes, I mean, yeah, this distinction of shame says I am bad, guilt says I did something bad. I think conviction says I did something bad and I have a desire to mm. move forward. I have a I desire like that, to, like, I like the progression between the three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really good. I'm even thinking yesterday I was in, I'm in Luke right now, and, and I was in chapter six and um, Jesus even talks about judging others and this is just another piece to it of how can you tell your brother to take the speck out of his eye before you take the plank out of your own. So I think, too, when we're approaching conflict, the way that Paul is talking to Eustace and Scrub, <laughs> um, I'm sure Paul has done some looking at himself before he's going to call out these women. Or, or at least we should. If we're, if we're going to go call out something in someone else or if we have a conflict that we need to address, we need to look at ourselves first. And say, Lord, where am I at fault? Or what do I have to work through before I can go help someone else? Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. The other thing that I love about this in Philippians that we see is, um, like, Paul encouraging these, uh, the church to help these women agree in the Lord. 
um, and, like, this laboring side-by-side, mm-hmm. um, like, this kind of language. I think also what we see here, which, um, honestly, like, I don't see a lot these days because we live in a pretty unforgiving, like, culture right mm-hmm. now, even, like, with cancel culture and everything like yeah. that. But um, Paul is like, we will move forward from this disagreement. Yes. And how often do we these days have just the of the mind of like, hey, if one thing goes wrong, if they say one thing wrong to me, you're out. Uh, yeah, like I'm just gonna kick someone out of my life if something like goes wrong. And so I just love that that's not what Paul is saying here. And like, how reassuring for all of us. We're all gonna have moments in our life where we're like, I need grace. Mm. I need. Um, forgiveness. I need someone to like walk alongside me in this. Yeah. And Paul says that's what we're gonna do as a church. We don't just give up after like one conflict. We don't. Um, we don't just give up on each other that yeah. easily. We keep walking. Like there's still a job to do. That's not our, our not our motivator is not the relationship just between these two people. It's the cause of Christ. Yeah. Hmm. That's really good. That's awesome. And, like, yeah, just this calling out of help these women who have labored side by side with me in the gospel together with Clement and the rest of my Mm. fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. These women are, like, in ministry. Yeah. What a, like, a relief for every woman who's in ministry Mm. (laughs) as they're reading these verses to be like, hey, you know what? There might be conflict in, like, the roles that, that I have. Obviously men, too, but, hey, we're women, so yeah. straight around here, so that's, <laughs> yeah. that's what we talked about. Um, but it's, like, even as I'm doing ministry, ministry can be messy. Yeah, because people are broken, so mm-hmm. we'll have some messiness. Um, I also, I love that it's, I love that he calls out women. I think that's sweet. I, my red flags, not red flags, my <laughs> an, antenna always goes up when, like, women are mentioned in letters. Be- <laughs> but that's just me. Sorry. I can't hear red. The fact that red flags is, like, so on the tip of your tongue. It's not a red flag. It's, like, a happy flag. <laughs> it's, it's, like, a, we call those green flags. But I, yes. <laughs> okay, Rachel. Um. But I saw something, and it was, like, in Greek culture, like, in, in the Philippian culture, like, women were heavily involved in the church. And I was like, yay, I love that. Like, women, you have a place in the church. Go girls. Woo. I don't know. Yeah, I just, I think I that's it. always an encouragement yeah. of, like, okay, totally. Paul is seeing women in ministry as well. Yeah. That's so and good. Ag- yeah, and acknowledging it. Totally. Should we transition to these next chunk? Yeah, let's do it. I, it's probably really easy for Paul to be writing this as he's sitting on a beach in Greece with mm. probably like a margarita in one hand. <laughs> a, a virgin. Su- yeah, yeah, virgin. a virgin margarita. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> like, you know, sunglasses on, you know, sun tanning. Because that's yeah. where he is as he's writing this book, right, Olivia? Oh my goodness, no. Oh, wait, where is Rachel, he? come on. He's in prison. What? <laughs> what? But so he let's says rejoice. rejoice in the Lord. You don't like Always. to go to prison and rejoice? Wow. On the weekends? You know, on the weekends. <laughs> I'm, I will be completely honest with you. That would not be my first mm-hmm. inclination if I was in prison. That's, yeah. And I think we have to com- continually be brought back to this, that Paul is in prison. All of this is from prison and this closing of this, like, charge again for joy. The, even the charge to stand firm. Like, he's saying these things from prison. Um, and I love that it's a... I, I read constant rejoicing reflects confidence in God. Mm. Like, Paul, despite the circumstances at hand, is still confident in the Lord and what he is doing. Even, like, saying Clement, he's talking about, like, those that are with him, who he's preaching the gospel to. So the gospel is having an impact where he is. Um and so he says rejoice again rejoice yeah like this is a theme that we see through the entire book and i yeah Mm -hmm. i don't know i just love it that paul's like he just keeps reminding them because he knows that even in the span of reading this short letter they're gonna forget (laughs) you know yeah and like how often like every morning i feel like we need to remind ourselves rejoice in the lord Mm -hmm. i will say it again rejoice i remember when i was just a part of the women's bible study the garden a couple years ago we all memorized together today is the day the lord has made i will rejoice and be glad in it and i remember we'd get to the garden every wednesday and we'd be like today is the day the lord has made at 7 a.m and i will rejoice and be glad in it because if we don't have that reminder we're gonna let a lot of other 
feelings or thoughts rule our day. Yeah. Yep. Totally. And, um, yeah, and then this is followed by let your reasonableness be known to everyone, um, or, like, another translation is let your gentleness, Mm -hmm. um, be known to everyone, and I have a quote about this that, like, uh, about this word gentleness. The word describes the heart of a person who will let the Lord fight his battles. Mm -hmm. He knows that vengeance is mine, says the Lord, Romans 12, 19. It describes a person who is really free to let go of his anxieties and all the things that cause him stress because he knows that the Lord will take up his cause. And mm-hmm. I love that. Like, that, that's that's the kind of person I want to be. You know, I need more of that in my life. Yeah. A- mm. Amen. Like, to be really honest, I have some situations in my life right now that I'm really struggling with this, like, letting go Mm. of the like fear of things to like let the lord um like um take take them and 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 to trust the lord in that and i'm like yeah that's what i need i need this like gentleness and and i love that it's like let this gentleness be known to everyone Mm. that when we like have this peace of god when we trust god so deeply it's like evident to other people yeah like well that's like there's some people who say like I want to be known for what I accomplish. I want to be known for how much money I have. I want to be known for my relationships. I want to be known by my gentleness in Mm. that way. That it's like this deep peace that, um, that people just like know like, oh, she, she lets the Lord fight her battles. Yeah. Mm. She, she talks to God daily. She like all, all of these things like that is totally like what I want to be known by. And you know what? I think I'm going to spend an entire lifetime mm. working towards that. Can I ask you, as someone else who's in this boat right now, I think we both are, how are you practically working on this? Yeah, this is... Because we're all about practical faith. Yeah, this is a great question. So I think the practicality is literally found in the in Philippians here. Mm-hmm. And so what we see here is rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Mm. And so I think what we have here is a practicality sandwich. It (laughs) is. It really is. So what I I would say, so kind of like the meat of this and what so many people latch on to is the like, do not be anxious about anything. Like we love these verses in our like anxiety ridden culture that we're Mm. living in or at least just that like clip we don't really see how to not be yes exactly like we we all want to be like i don't want to be anxious yeah but okay olivia Mm. do not think about pink elephants wearing tutus on circus balls what are you thinking about right now I'm trying to picture a pink (laughs) elephant in a tutu don't think i understand that that, but like it's like don't press the red button Olivia, don't be anxious. Don't be anxious. Don't be anxious. As an anxious human being, <laughs> that does not help Olivia, me. just stop it. Don't be anxious. But oh, if okay. I am prayerful. <laughs> Olivia's like, where are we going with this? I, I'm following okay. you. No, I, I'm following you. Of, of like, if we you can't just, just like, latch on to this, like, don't be anxious, and it's like, uh, you're right, I'm just going to snap my fingers and stop. It's not how it works. If you know anything about mental health, you mm-hmm. can't just tell someone who's depressed, hey, just, just stop, stop being depressed. Yeah. Stop being suicidal. Yeah. Just, 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 just stop. Don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think what we see here, which I'm glad you brought up the mental health stuff. We, we can talk a little bit more about that in a second. But yeah. um, rejoice in the Lord always. I say again, rejoice. Mm. And then it's sandwiched by in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to the Lord. Mm. So... I think that what we see here is that when our hearts are rejoicing in the Lord and we are praying in a posture of gratitude, Mm -hmm. anxiety, it's really hard for anxiety to live amongst those two Mm -hmm. things in our minds. Yeah. And so the practicality, I think, is um, gratitude and, and rejoicing. Yep. And so what does that look like? Rejoicing would be like allowing your heart to be glad allowing your heart to be light like light-hearted mm-hmm. um, yeah to spend time with people in the church who bring joy 
thanking the Lord for uh, the gifts that, that he has given, singing, screaming worship songs in your car ride, mm-hmm. like things like that. And like, yeah, then this posture of gratitude is like, hey, it's not focusing on what's going wrong. It's focusing on what the Lord has given mm-hmm. in the past that yeah. is going right. And so that's what I'd say is the practicality. And then I think that it all ties together of like anxiety won't live in those things. Hmm. And when we are in that place for a long time, that's where we grow into this gentleness. Yeah. And it's not easy. Like I, as someone who's wanting to become a counselor, my sister is a licensed professional counselor as knowing lots of friends who have mental health diagnoses diagnoses is that the word um like we don't want this to sound like oh you just need to pray more and you'd be better that is not our posture at all but this helps and like also i think asking the lord to be delivered from those things too is a whole nother piece to it like you have not because you ask not like jesus even said ask seek knock like ask the lord hey lord please please take my anxiety like i am so thankful that today you gave me such a great attitude that i i was able to hear the birds singing and see butterflies that's it for me but like lord can you please take this this is heavy and this is hard and i can't do this in my own strength yeah um yeah it helps though yeah yeah totally like i think it's important to to make sure that we say that like God has given us other tools for some people when it comes to mental health. Mm. And sometimes that's medication. Sometimes that's counseling. Like, those things, it doesn't mean you're not trusting the Lord. It doesn't mean you're not praying. It Mm -hmm. doesn't, like, nothing like that. And so, like, um, really honestly, I think every single person struggles with anxiety to some extent. For some people, and they know who they are, it's, like, beyond that, and I'd say, like, ask for help. It's okay to ask for help. Seek a counselor. If you're able to, seek a Christian counselor, Mm -hmm. you know, and then allow that that system to work and and to get the help that you need through that. Yeah. But we just live in a society that's full of fear, that's full of anxiety, and so I think it applies to every single person. Mm Mm-hmm. And the Lord will work in those tools if you need more. If you need a counselor, the Lord can for sure speak through your counselor. And if, like, whatever need, if you need support from friends, the Lord will use them. Um, he, he has lots of tools at his disposal, um, and he can work in all things. Yeah, right. And, and we see here, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I love this. I love this so much because I love, it's a military analogy. Like when Paul is saying we'll guard, I love that. I get this mental image of like, if peace was a person, mm. um, I don't know. For some reason, it's like a person in my mind and and it's probably just the Lord because he is peace. Um, I see them just standing like at the door and the door says on it heart and there's another door that says mind. And they're standing mm. on guard. They're fully armed. I and, love that and, image. And it's like when anxiety is trying to come attack or when fear or whatever, peace is standing there saying, not on my watch. Like, I am on guard. And, and this guard never sleeps. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, the way I feed that guard is with the gratitude and the prayer and thanksgiving. Like, that is how that the peace is sustained. Well, because it's not our own peace. Mm-mm. The word of God says um, it's the peace of God, mm-hmm. which surpasses all understanding. And, and that even that phrase, which surpasses all understanding. Like mm-hmm. that is, I just feel like um, in this culture, in this societal moment that we are currently living in, mm-hmm. there's this big focus on... Um, like, I don't want to disrupt my own peace. Like, I, you mm-hmm. know, self-care, you know, whatever. Like, yeah. whatever that looks like. And it, there's a, a huge focus on, like, I just need to take care of me. I just need to take care of my mental health. Mm-hmm. Well, I just, like, I've tried the whole, like, finding peace on my own. And let me tell you, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, when I was younger, I struggled with, with anxiety so much. And, like, there was a distinct moment in my life where I just remember being like, 
I am at peace and it's not me. This mm-hmm. makes no sense yeah. that I could have peace right now. It is the peace of God and it surpasses all understanding. Because mm-hmm. sometimes we work so hard to get our own peace and that just causes way more anxiety. Oh yeah, trying to manufacture peace. Oh goodness. Yeah. I it, it, It's exhausting. Mm-hmm. I, I think I hear this a lot from people who I know who have really intimate relationships with the Lord and they go through something really huge and they're okay. And it's like, everyone's like, how are you, how are you like doing well right now? And they're like, because I'm not doing it in my strength. If I was doing it in my strength, I'd be in my bed right now with a gallon of ice cream, (laughs) not well. And sometimes we need that gallon of ice cream too, but you know, like it has to be the Lord that steps in and becomes our peace and our strength. Yeah. And and also, I want to say, like, don't be discouraged by your own emotions. Like, yeah. that's not, like, you can have peace and still feel what would be considered negative emotions. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes we have to work through those to get to this place of peace. But I think even in that, the Lord draws us closer to him as we're, like, receiving his peace, mm-hmm. even if it's a slower process. It doesn't have to be this, like, what I talked about in my life, right? Like, had this sudden moment of, like, anxiety gone from my life. It doesn't have to be that story. Mm. Sometimes it's a slow working because we know, as we talk about all the time, the point is, like, Jesus is, like, bringing us to him, Mm. to know him better. And he will use anxiety even to do that. Yeah. I'm thinking of the book Gentle and Lowly, and I think some of the places where I have felt the peace of God the most is sitting and weeping and feeling the Lord say, I am here with you also weeping. Like, I love, I love that of like, the Lord loves us so much that he draws near to us in those emotions and will sit with us and we'll feel it. Like I think of Jesus grieving with Mary and Martha at Lazarus, um, at his death, like Jesus was a part of those emotions. And I think there is such peace when you realize his presence is there, even when it's messy. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Like, that's, I mean, I think that that's the point of these verses, that some people would say when you follow Christ, you, life is good, and you receive health and wealth. And no. that is, <laughs> that's the prosperity gospel. Yeah, like, that's what we like to call prosperity gospel. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I feel like we all, at some point, have a version of this, even if mm. it's not the prosperity gospel, that we're like, yeah. wait, I'm following Christ. I thought he was going to take care of everything. And he mm. does, it's just in a different way than, like, we think it's going to be. And yeah. a lot of ways, it's what Olivia's talking about. It's a guarding of our hearts and of our minds that no matter what comes our way, we are set and secure. Mm. It's a promise. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome mm. the world, says yeah. Jesus. And I believe it's John 14. And so that is, like that's what we're talking about here that we are able to face so much that comes our way as believers because of this promise of peace Mm. that we have from the lord when we are seeking him yeah and i'm i love what you said of like the lord knows exactly how to handle it like there there's probably things that you wish oh lord if you would just take this like i know i have those things and but i i was reminded in daniel of how the lord interrupts pharaoh uh not pharaoh's life nebuchadnezzar's life and he, the way that the Lord has to dismantle his pride is by taking him out into the wilderness and, like, basically making him lose his mind. Like, that is the extent of what needed to happen. And I, our pastor at church was talking about this, and he was like, sometimes we don't like the ways that God is going to have to deal with the things in our life, but we know that his way, however it is to deal with it, is going to be the best and is going to be what brings a solution about. Yeah. I, I have to be so honest. <laughs> this week, I've... I've had, like, this really stressful situation that's been on my mind that figuring out, like, what is going to happen in in the next little bit here with it. But um, I just was, like, <laughs> I was, like, crying to my mother. <laughs> oh, good mom cry. <laughs> yeah, good yep. mom cry. Then I was, like, but what if this is what the Lord uses as character development. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I had one of those this summer, too. Yourself. I was like, really? You had to use this? It had to be this. Yeah. And I just think, but it like, did. yeah, even that to me, like, I'm just like, man, 
like thank you lord that he has grown me so much that mm. i recognize that even those things yeah, can be used high five for, for that <laughs> i don't know if that's high five or i think it is <laughs> but just this moment of like of like hey i there are totally still moments where i get mm. stressed um and like i'm um like where i'm at in my story it's not in a place where like anxiety takes over every moment that's how i was at at one point in my life mm. uh, quite a few years ago but I still do have moments where, like, fear and stress, like, creep in. And to even, like, um, yeah, I don't know. I I felt like that that was a very human <laughs> response of mm. me to be like, Lord, I know you can use this, but do we just, what, what if we just chose a different way? Do we, do we really have to use this option? <laughs> this is really what Is we there want. door number two? Because <laughs> I would like that. <laughs> but, like, but no. if there isn't door number two, the Lord knows best. And I will still praise you. Yeah walking through it rejoice in the lord always mm. i'll say it again rejoice rejoice mm, i love it and i okay see this is my favorite chunk yeah this verse let's do it i love it oh i just want to read it again yeah um finally brothers whatever is true whatever is honorable whatever is just whatever is pure whatever is lovely whatever is commendable if there is any excellence if there is anything worthy of praise think about these things yeah i i love that verse because i i feel like that also goes with this like guarding of our hearts and minds this is like the very <laughs> practical way to do it it's uh, and i think about taking your thoughts captive um like yeah. paul says in romans and i think okay i want to take my thoughts captive i want to not have anxiety i want to feel peace well what am i meditating on yeah what what am I allowing to take up residency in my mind and in my heart? Is it things of the Lord? Is it things that are lovely? Are it things that are pure? Things just, because sometimes it's not. And it's like, oh, well, maybe that's why I jumped on that thought process the other day, because what I was meditating on wasn't good for my soul. Yeah. I think so much of life stems from the mind. Mm. And that's kind of scary. We don't want to think that. That's not... Because if it's like every pastor says this, it's like, man, even if you heard all my thoughts, I wouldn't be your pastor anymore. <laughs> you know, yep. like, like we, we all say things like that. And it's true. Like, there's an aspect of like, for everyone where our minds wander. And um, yeah, like, good things do not flow from our thoughts. Mm. And, um, but I think like, this theme that we see through the entire Bible, and especially this section here in Philippians that like, are like this even in connected with like what we're talking about before like this piece like mm. the, the opposite of anxiety it starts with like what we're thinking about and um i don't know it's really hard because we're like but i can't control my thoughts like mm. i uh, like and that and that's what we think yeah you know that it's it's like, but I don't know how to, like, control that, which it's hard. Oh, it takes yeah. a really long time. A lot of discipline. To process, like, how to even, like, redirect your thoughts. Mm. But, yeah, it, the things that we're supposed to think about, according to Philippians, are, like, probably not the things that most of us think mm. about on a daily basis. Yeah, and I, I was, I even talked about this this morning with my mom. <laughs> we we really like moms. talking to our moms, um, and I was like, uh, a tool that I learned from a psychologist, Brene Brown, who's not a believer, but a tactic that she uses when like talking with people. But I think, I think this would be a good tactic with the Lord too. And it's, you phrase it as this: the story I'm telling myself is blank, mm-hmm. and because. I know I get on rabbit trails in my mind and spirals and that's where a lot of this anxiety comes from and if we want the peace of God I think I mean starting to talk to the Lord like Lord the story I'm telling myself is that you're not faithful in this you're not going to fulfill this promise I'm behind whatever what is what does your story say mm-hmm. because his story is going to be no I am faithful I am a promise keeper I know what is best for you this is for my glory and your good but I think I even think about when we talked about our conversation about contentness and singleness, like the first step is admitting you're not content. And I think the first step to being free from anxiety is saying, Lord, I have this, and this is the story I'm telling myself. Help. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I just think of, too, like, 
the Sermon on the Mount, how Jesus elevates, like, you have heard it said Mm. this, but I tell you this. And, like, what he always does is, like, you've heard it said, like, um, don't... Don't um, murder. Yeah, don't murder. But I say to you, like, whoever hates his brother Mm. has already committed murder in his heart. And, like, what we see there is, like, Jesus is elevating the standard of it's, it's not only, like, hey, don't murder. It's, like, don't think about murdering. It's not just actions. It's your thoughts. It's your thoughts. Like, control your thoughts. Mm. And really, the point, a huge point of what Jesus is doing there is this standard is literally impossible. Even if somebody is able Mm -hmm. to go their whole life not murdering they're still gonna have hate in their heart Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah 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 and so this like um this like moving of like the standard is higher what that shows us is we can't do it on our own like Mm. jesus is just increasing our need for him in this like sermon on the mount and like what he's talking about and that's what i think about here of like when I woke up this morning, I'm going to be real honest, I wasn't thinking about what was true, what was honorable, what was just, what was pure, what was mm. lovely, what was commendable. Like, I need God to redirect that. Mm. Like, I can't control my own thoughts. There's a big piece of it, submitting our thoughts to the Lord and asking Him yeah. to shift and adjust. Well, and I think that's why Paul closes the way he does where he says, um, practice these things and the god of peace will be with you like we need his presence yeah we i i don't i feel like that's what we're seeing as we go through this whole chunk of verses is like we can't do this by ourselves. and and even paul is giving this impossible standard here of like and i think that's maybe why he uses this quarrel that's with these women at the beginning because he's like you need community and you need the lord yeah and you need his word too like i mean that's what's beautiful just lovely whatever to meditate on his word is one of those things um it meets all those (laughs) standards which is good but we need we need his word we need his community we need him because it's impossible on our own yeah and even i love like bringing it back to like the beginning of of what he just talks about of these two women who who are quarreling Uh, it's almost like a reminder to like when we're in conflict what is true like okay what is true Mm. about this situation what is lovely? What is lovely about this friend who I'm not very happy with mm-hmm. right now and we're, we're, we're fighting, but what is lovely yeah. about what oh, is commendable? So what is, what is honorable? You know, what, it, what is praiseworthy? Like even in this situation that like Paul is readjusting that even in our quarrel, even in our conflict, like think about these things mm-hmm. because like, yes, there's this inner peace that we're talking about here, but also as we're collectively, as believers thinking about these things, there's this outward peace and we're able to live in peace with one another. And that's where real unity thrives is if there's peace. Yeah. Hmm. That's so good. I, I mean, I wonder how much different our conflicts would go with friends, within the church, wherever, if we, if we thought about that person the way that christ thinks about them yeah right Hmm. yep and and again like we're on the same team we are the enemy that we're fighting is not each other in the church the enemy that we're fighting is satan and we're fighting together against Hmm. the devil and his schemes and his lies and and so as we're like meditating on these things not only does it bring peace to ourselves, but it, it helps us bring peace to others as well. I feel like we just kind of wrapped it in a bow and I, like tied yeah. it on top of the present. I, yeah, I feel great about this. And anything else you want to say, Olivia? <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm just really thankful for where the Spirit led us in this passage today. Yeah. And how I he, agree. he connected all of it. Because I mean, when I first read this, I was like, it kind of feels like we're going in like little blurbs that feel a little disconnected here like yeah Paul what are you doing here because you because we've seen like in the past chapters it's very buildable um Mm -hmm. but I'm really glad that the Holy Spirit was like no this is buildable yeah too yeah I think the last thing I would say is if you struggle at all with anxiety if you struggle Mm -hmm. at all with fear my number one advice to you 
which is to think about what is true, what is honorable, mm-hmm. what is just, is to memorize this section of scripture. Yeah. This is one of the best sections of scripture to, to have. And, and when you have a moment where anxiety takes over, even the, the part like repeat this to yourself, rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again, mm-hmm. rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again, again, rejoice. Like even to have those like what, six words memorized like that changes things yes like that Mm -hmm. is what brings our thoughts and our hearts and our minds like back to christ and so memorize so much scripture like Mm. but specifically and especially if you've never like memorized scripture before this is an awesome place to start i mean this is the scripture that i use for when a panic attack is coming Yep. For me, that that's a very vulnerable thing. But this is these are the verses that I come to. Yep. So. Same. These are my yep. like these are my <laughs> these are my verses that I've memorized when like I'm just fearful and anxious about mm-hmm. what's going on around me. Yeah. So we invite you to join us in that, and I hope too, if as you're listening, that you don't feel alone in this fight. Um, Amen. And I hope you know that we are praying with you. We are on the battle lines together. Our enemy is Satan. Um, Our enemy is not each other. Um, And so we too are working on being gentle. We're working on meditating on what's good and noble and lovely. And we're here for you. Yeah. Thanks, guys. May the Lord bless you. Hey, guys. Thanks for joining us today on The Garden Podcast. Welcome back to Podcast ASMR. My name's Rachel.